Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You know, the funny thing about recording this podcast is I'm in my basement and I am directly, directly under the bathroom upstairs. And it seems like anytime I do the podcast, someone's in the bathroom. It doesn't matter when I do it. It could be six o'clock at night. It could be six in the morning. It could be four in the morning. There's someone in the bathroom. I can hear the water running right now as someone just flushed the toilet. I wonder if other guys have toilet sounds in the back. Let's listen. Can you guys hear it? You probably can't, but let's let's see. You hear that? It's it's the water running. It's the it's the toilet filling up. I wonder if other podcast hosts have to deal with un uh, uh, you know you could add a toilet flush. You know if I had that kind of equipment, I could hit a button and the toilet might flush and the water might run. But I don't think that other podcast hosts or hosts of programs have to deal with being in their basement and have to deal with the water running over their head while they're trying to formulate an opinion on what happened on the presidential debate last night when they're, th- when they're thinking about how angry they are about a stimulus p- plan for small businesses that Governor Baker in Massachusetts is about to put out uh, uh, when they're thinking about, uh, you know, Santa Claus isn't going to be around this year because of COVID and then the toilet flushes and you can't put anything together. You can't think. Makes me think that, you know what, is it too early to start drinking? It's Friday. Should I start drinking? You know, the late, I was going to say the late, great Liz Paziali. My mom's not dead. She's dead in theory, but she's still alive. Raging alcoholic. She is in the Alcoholic Hall of Fame. The the Alcohol of Fame. Uh, She's probably one of the greatest drinkers in the history of Massachusetts. And here's here's a story, a quick Liz story, and then we'll get into the podcast when we were kids, me, my brother Mike, and my brother Jesse, you know, you got to get up early to, to get to school. You know, when, the, when there's a bunch of you, your mom's got to get you up early. So we were up maybe like 6, or it was 6.15 in the morning. We're in the kitchen. We're younger. This is before my parents got separated. And I remember it vividly. I'm like 10 or 11 years old, right before we all moved. And we're, we're in the kitchen, and my mom, we're looking at my mom, and you can tell that she's clearly fucked up. And it's 6.15 in the morning. And she goes, what? She looks says, what? I haven't had a drink since 6 this morning. And it's 6.15. We were dying. So maybe it's not too early. Maybe I should just start drinking. Forget about work today. Forget it. I mean, I have I have work to do. I got Take Junk stuff to do. Take Junk has junk removal to do. Take Junk has a demo that it's working on in Winchester. Maybe I just say, fuck it. And I start drinking. Well, let, let, let the toilets flush right in the middle of the podcast. And let's get hammered. It's Friday. Why not? Let's let's enjoy. Let's do it. Or man, maybe I should just get a fucking studio. I do have an office that I'm trying to get out of the lease because it doesn't make sense for my business. Maybe I just keep it and maybe I make that my studio so that I don't have to hear toilets flushing in the middle of my podcast. Or maybe I just change the podcast and we call it the six o'clock drunk hour and I get up every morning and I just pound fucking shots before I go to work. Needless to say, 
I, I am, I, as I get older, I am one hell of a grumpy dude. And one, one, if you know me uh, and you knew me on the radio, you know that for 16 years, I pounded the liberal drum for 16 years. I, I, I was probably more liberal than Bernie Sanders was in my youth, in my youth. I had no clue what I was talking about. I, I thought that college should be free. Healthcare should be free. Everybody should be freebies. Billionaires suck. Then I, I left radio. I started my own business and I slowly started to realize that, whoa, I was fucking completely wrong. I had life warped. I was living the good life. I, I had a great radio job. I was making good money. I basically, I lived in fucking la la land. I did. I got to do all these things that nobody else in the world could do, and I didn't have to pay for them because I was on the radio. It was all under the guise of doing work. Like, for example, when I used to work in radio, I used to have to do uh, uh, cover the UFC fights. I would, I would get flown to Vegas. I'd be in Vegas for the 4th of July or for the Christmas fight or the fight, you know, like the New Year's fight, and they'd pay for me to be there. They'd pay for my flight. I mean, they'd, get, they'd actually pay me to be there, so I got cash money to be there paid. I mean, it was in, it, it was in form of a check. It wasn't actually like they didn't hand me a briefcase. You'd go there, you'd interview the fighters so that it would play on the radio. And then you get to go to the fight and you got to have fun. And in and, and, and HBO, their, their production team would actually get hired to, or their radio promotion team would get hired to set this shit up. And I lived in La La Land, man. I was like, I'm not working hard. This is tit. I show up to work every day, I talk, I get I get flown to Las Vegas, I get to go to the fucking Super Bowl, I get to do all the stuff I was a complete moron, I didn't realize that you have to work your ass off for this shit. I don't even know why I went on that time, all because a fucking toilet was flushed. This is what happens in my life. If I had a therapist, my therapist would fucking eat a gun. I would sit there and talk to the therapist and they'd say, dude, why the fuck... Are you so upset about a toilet being flushed? Why do you care if someone eats a piece of your pizza? Why does peanut butter and jelly have to be strawberry jelly only, it's preserves, only on fucking white bread? I, I think that the therapist would dread. They'd be like, shit, Paziali's coming in today. I'm going to blow my brains out. My therapist would have to, or, or my, whatever they, yeah, they call them therapists, right? This person would have to go seek counseling after I came in there. They'd just be like, I don't understand this man. He's so angry and everything bothers him. It's, it's, it's the small things that like, it's not red cap milk. He's pissed. And the guy wants to start drinking right in the morning. I, I, I do. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I'm, I don't want to work today. I should call Paul Scribner, who I'm doing a, a, a job for. You guys, if you, if you need a auto body repair or he does it all. The guy owns an auto body shop. It's a, it's a mover. It's on Salem street. You guys should go use them. If your car gets dinged up, they do it. They do the engine, everything head to toe. Go see Paul. But I should call Paul right now. And say, hey, Paul, I'm not coming in today, bro. I'm going to get lit up. I'm going to, we're going to, woo! but I can't because it's Friday. And I have to go get my son. Anyways, we have we have things we need to talk about. This is Spazzing Out. It's America's podcast. We now do it in the morning. We do it five days a week for six, seven months. We've done we did it at night. I did it about 6:30 at night. I changed it around. Now I get up and we do it in the morning before I go to work so that it's out of the way for the day so that I can spend time with my family. When we do the podcast, we are typically on Facebook, we are on YouTube. YouTube's not working because I have a piece of shit laptop. It was nice when it was first bought, but now it's ancient and it doesn't work. I have to upgrade. We're also on my phone on Twitter. 
Retweet if you're watching on Twitter. Share this if you're watching on Facebook. Let everybody know that we're doing America's podcast. Also, most of you, hardly anybody watches on the live streams. Really, no one, honestly. Maybe like 10 people. But the podcast itself gets downloaded or streamed about 600 times a day. So when I post the episode, between the time I post it and now, 24 hours, it gets downloaded about 600 times. And then after that, of course, it gets downloaded more. But the initial kick is about 600 and growing. I need to get to about 2,500 so that I can monetize this puppy. When I first started, nobody listened. I had like one one download. You can get the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, uh, it's soon to be radio.com. You can already get it on iHeartRadio. You basically get it everywhere you can find your podcast. And I need you to go to one of these places. Go to my website, anthonypaziali.com. Click one of the links to the podcast and fucking subscribe. Do me that favor. Subscribe to the podcast. Now, on the, on the second note, I am trying my ass off to try to get a radio job. I would like to do a conservative talk radio show right here in Boston. I'm going to have to start out on the ground floor. I'm going to have to go work for some crap radio station that you've never heard of. I'll have to work on a Saturday or a Sunday morning and work my way up just like I did when I was a kid and worked my way up to become a radio personality on WAF. Now I will do it again because I feel like it is my duty to set the record straight with the American people and to educate fucking boobs of the world as to what really goes on, as to how things really affect you, because when I talk topics, I bring them home, I bring them right home, I bring them to you, right home, I bring them right, I, I, I compare shit to your life, what's happening in the government, I, I break it down, someone says, oh, you're going to get taxed, and, and I said, great, here's, here's how we're going to bring a tax home to mom and dad, and how I would explain it to my son, I would sit with my son, I'd say, bud, dad, my son, I'd say, hey, dad, I want pizza. I'm like, this is great. And then I'll give my kid a pizza with half the pizza gone and say, hey, where the fuck's the rest of my pizza? I go, that's a tax. Your ass just got taxed. The, your other half of pizza, we went around the neighborhood and we were like, hey, you, you get a piece. You get a piece. You get a piece. Or a- actually, let's break it down more. I would say, well, half went to the government for your roads and for the shit that the government needs to run. That, right? So you, they took half. Half of that went to the government. The other half went to the poor, unfortunate fucking souls. Went to the women. Went to the African Americans. Went to the, what, the minorities. Went went to the other, you know, unrepresented groups and the fucking lazy fucks of the world. You bring it in like that. Last night was the debate. Talk about that briefly, and then I I, I I'm just enraged about something that Charlie Baker, and I loved, I, listen, I know you guys don't like Charlie Baker, us conservatives here in Massachusetts do not like Charlie Baker, but I, I do, I think he's a good guy, I think he's fair, I think he's in the middle, just some of the things he does, piss, really fucking pisses me off, and this, this small business plan that they're gonna kick off, or that they kicked off yesterday, to help small businesses that are struggling, is garbage, and I'm gonna tell you why, I, I want to talk about Santa Claus because Santa's not coming this year. COVID clause isn't happening. But before we get to that, let's discuss the debate. At some point in my life, I, I've become grossly obsessed with politics. I, I love it. I, watching the debate to me is like the Super Bowl. And if, well, well, first things first, we I, of course, in this household, you know, there are 24 hours in a day. Did you guys know that? Just in case you didn't. There are actually 24 hours in the day. And the only time 
that anybody needs to get anything done or anybody needs to talk or anybody needs to cause a commotion is it within that one hour and 30 minute time when the debate is on. They could use all, uh, what, what, 22 and a half hours to fuck around, make noise, have conversations, do stupid shit. But no, here in America, the American family loves to wait until the very moment that that you've been waiting for all day. You All you could think about is, I want to watch the presidential debate, and I want to see what how Biden acts, and I want to see how Trump acts, and I want to listen to the interaction. Maybe How will the moderator be? Will things be great? And then you have to miss half the fucking thing because your family... Of course, this is the American family. Maybe it just happens in Massachusetts that people, it's, it's when big moments happen. It's like the Super Bowl is on, but people want to fucking talk to you. They want, you're watching the Super Bowl with people that don't watch football and they're asking you stupid fucking questions like, oh, what was that? that that's a first down. What's a first down? Shut up. It's the fucking Super Bowl. You get it? And you're watching politics and you're watching the Super Bowl politics, which is the final debate. And they start talking about, you know, Hunter Biden's uh, emails or, the, or they're talking about the border being shut down in China or 15 bucks an hour. And they're like, what do you think about it? I'm like, I'll tell you what I fucking think on my podcast tomorrow morning. Not right fucking now. Man, I get fired up. So here are my takeaways quick from the debate last night. I, I, right off the bat. Better debate than the first debate. This is my opinion of the debate. I'm not talking about Trump. and I'm not talking about Biden. The debate was great. It, it was well moderated. The mic cutoff was helpful. I didn't like the idea of the mic cutoff, although I did like the idea of it getting cut off so that Biden could talk. But in general, I think the mic cutoff helped. You got to get two full minutes of the president and the former vice president talking about the topics at the top of the topic. The moderator would, would put forth a question and they would get to speak uninterrupted. I think that that's phenomenal. I love it. I think they should do it from now on. From now on, every single debate, for the first question with the two-minute period should always be mic off. It's quite like the helmet in football. Tom Brady gets out there. They can have a conversation for about 30 seconds and then they cut the fucking mic off. Fantastic. I think it made the debate great. It let the president talk. It let Joe Biden talk. And I wish it had happened in the first debate because the problem is that 40 or 50 million people have already voted. 40, it's, it's 49 million people have already voted. And they, these people saw the first debate, which was a shit show. And it, Trump would cut Biden off. Biden would cut Trump off. Biden didn't get any of his shit out. Trump didn't get any of his shit out. It was terrible. It didn't work for either candidate. This one worked out phenomenally, and I thought the moderator did a really good job. Now, a couple of things. I always say this about debates. If you're a Biden guy, you think Joe Biden won. If you're a Trump guy, you think President Trump won. Period. That's just how it is. Now, there is a small number of people that are still in the middle. There's a small number of people that are undecided, but there's not many undecided people. Maybe 5% of the population is still undecided. The unfortunate thing is 49 million people have already voted and they can't change their mind. It's, it's just how it is. There are the wishy-washy people that are like, maybe I'll go Biden, maybe I'll go Trump, and maybe last night helped them decide which way they were going to go. Some key points that I wanted to, to, to bring up, of course... 
I will do my best to 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 be to not be biased, but I think everybody knows that I that I'm a conservative and I am a Trump guy. And I thought that the president won the debate last night because I'm a Trump guy. I don't think Joe Biden did. I, he dodged questions and it, and it seriously pissed me off. It, for for example, they start out, they start out with a question on the coronavirus, and President Trump starts you know he goes first, and then Biden, all he did was rip on President Trump's handling of uh, of the pandemic. And said that we'll have a plan, and then he didn't strictly lay out his plan, which drives me bonkers. Joe always has a plan, but he doesn't tell us what his plan is. He says the numbers are going to go down, but he doesn't say based on what. He doesn't tell us how the numbers are going to go down. And I and I hate that the president can't think on his feet like this because when Biden came after me, right? If if Biden if I was pretend again, let's bring it home. I'm talking to my son, and my son gives me some stupid thing like, yeah, dad, I could do a better job at you with that. Based on what? I would look at him, i go, based on what? Tell me why. And, that, and then I want fucking reasons why. I don't want you to just rip on me and say, you know, you're terrible at taking out the trash and you don't bring it out properly. And the last time you brought it out, the trash fall all over the place. Fine. Why? Okay, what, what are you going to do differently? I'm currently the dad. If I was Trump, I'd say, wait a second. I'm the fucking president of the United States. I'm dealing with this in real time while you're hiding in the basement four or five days a week, 15 days of fucking campaign. Uh, for every day that you campaign, I do two days of campaigning while I'm running the country and you're hiding in the basement. Now, the president brought that up once, but he didn't hammer him. And he should all I always call him out. You don't have to talk. When Joe Biden off the top didn't give his comprehensive plan straight up on how he was going to stop the pandemic, Trump should have just said, when they went back to Trump, Donald Trump should have said, well, what are you going to do? Answer the fucking question now and then be quiet. But of course, if he answered the question, of course, if Trump did it, Biden would have dodged it. Plenty of examples. Here's a great example while we're talking about coronavirus that, that Biden dodged the question. Or that, that Biden just gave an answer. So he Biden is blaming Trump, the whole thing, saying you won't take the blame for the coronavirus. You won't. And then Trump, it kicks back to Trump. Trump goes wrong. I take full responsibility for what happened. But I didn't bring the fucking he go. I didn't bring the virus here. It came from China. It came over here. And then Trump said that he as soon as he found out in January, he, he shut down the borders, put on travel bans to protect American people. And Joe Biden at the time was against shutting down the borders. And then he pointed right at Joe, or, or actually the moderator said to Joe, do you have a response to that? Biden couldn't, he, he, no, he didn't because he fucking knows. He goes, no, that was it. He just said no. And, and that was it. They moved on. It drives me, apart. no, why? I, I, Please, if I were a moderator or if I was in the debate and a candidate gave a one word answer, which was no, Trump goes, I shut down the borders early. I tried to do everything I could do at, from the beginning to slow the pandemic. This is a this is unprecedented. No one has ever dealt with this before. We, we tried dealing with with the experts. The experts said, wear masks, don't wear masks. Social distance, don't social distance. Shut the fucking country down. Don't shut the country down. So Trump tried to do all that shit. And then Biden at the beginning said, I'm not for closing the border. And then the moderator says, would you like to respond to that? And Biden says, no. My follow-up question immediately would have been, why? Why not? Why don't you want to respond? The American people want to know. We want to know right now why you won't respond to that. Drives me nuts 
the moderator, let Biden off the hook like five times. And she did a good job. I thought she did a good job. One time, she let him off the hook. President Trump dropped the bomb on him about the emails. He straight up, he took a little bit to get to it, but he straight up asked him point blank to explain to the American people about his son's laptop, about the money, about his son's job, about getting money from China, about money getting from Russia, and his connection. He called him the big man, and the emails, it's the big guy. Joe is allegedly the big guy, and the big guy gets 10% of all these deals, according to these emails, that is now backed by a physical human, Bob Lowski or something like that. What a fucking last name, dude. Why does all the 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 moles or or the guys that come out with, with information have to have fucked up last names? Bob Lowski. I think I don't even know if that's how you say it. Ask the point Blake to explain it to the American people. And Biden dodged the question and turned it back on Trump. So, well, why don't you pass out your 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 taxes? Why why didn't you just you know come forth? Right in that point, either the moderator or the president, he did a great job setting it up. He said, explain it to the American people. Tell us what the fuck is going on. And he dodged the question. He said that, this gets even better. First, he dodges the question. Then he kicks it back to Trump about the taxes. Then the moderator wants to move on from the topic, which drives me nuts. They both should have looked at Biden and said, hey, look, not to be a dick. This is why you could have put the preference out there. You know when you're talking to one of your boys and, and you want to call him out and something, you go, hey, not to be a dick. I'm not trying to cause a fight when you're talking to your wife. You go, I'm not trying to cause a fight. I'm not trying to be a dick. But I have to point out the fact that your son and you are currently implicated in a fucking scandal where it looks like you use your vice presidential influence to get your son jobs to use your son as the bag man. Your son is the middle guy to use your druggy fucking son as the bag man to go to Russia, to go to China, to go to the Ukraine, give him shit jobs. And then you take 10% of it. Can you explain that? The American people want to know if you're for sale and it's not good enough for you to just say, nope, don't, I have nothing to do with it. It's not good enough for you to make up some bullshit about how the, he said the laptop, he said Hunter Biden, his son's laptop isn't real. He said it, it's a fake laptop put there by the Russians. He said the Russians, bro, what the fuck is this Rocky and Bullwinkle, Boris and Natasha, they, they pop out of nowhere and they drop off a friggin' a, a laptop at the Geek Squad. Listen, you people don't listen. You know why you don't listen? Because you don't care. That's it, it, it drives me absolutely insane. You don't listen because you don't care. You, you, it's, it's 100% a fact that the American people care about milk, uh, uh, spilt milk, and they care about themselves. They don't give a shit. They don't want to hear. They, they believe that all politicians are corrupt, so they look the other way. They say, well, you know what? Who cares if Joe Biden is makes one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year at best when he was a uh, when he was uh, in the Senate and his his stipend for being vice president? But yet he has a twenty or a ten million dollar goddamn compound that he lives on. Where'd all the cash come from? But they don't care. They, this is what the American. This is what you guys care about. All right. Uh, I 
what we, we don't like President Trump, so we're just going to vote against him just to vote against him because we don't like the guy's demeanor. That's that's the problem. The people that don't like President Trump are those people that didn't like the tough football coach, that didn't like the tough wrestling coach, that didn't like the tough teacher. I remember Miss McFag. She was an English teacher. This she was a fucking bitch, man. Right? She was tough. She, you know, she wasn't a bitch. She was just tough. She was tough. And I had her. I'll give you an example. I, I had Miss McFag my senior year. In, in high school. And I, and I remember going to my coach, Coach Nelson, and being like, hey, you got to get me out of this lady's class. There's no way in hell I'm ever going to pass this lady. I'm never going to pass. Right? He goes to her, Miss make that big mistake on my part because McFag's like, absolutely not. Not happening. I go, first, uh, uh, literally the first few weeks of the class, I'm, I'm tanking, dude. I, first off, I have dyslexia, so I don't read well. I don't use it as an excuse now, but I did back then because I was a whiny bitch. Um, so I, I, I never kept up with the reading. I did terrible at spelling. I, I don't care about grammar and I still don't care about grammar. You know what I'm saying? When I, when I misspell something and I talk to you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So stop being a dick. She, after like the first month, she came to me and she said, you know what? Um, uh, when, when coach now, this is like after school, for some reason, when I was in high school, the teachers were very honest with me. She was honest with me. Mr. Norton, who was the principal was very honest with me. Mr. Wilkins, Wilkinson, the guy was very, these people, like they talked to me like I was an adult. She said, you know what? I don't think you can make it in this class. And she was serious. But when coach Nelson went to her to try to get me out, she was like, no, no way. After being there for about uh, two, three weeks, she was like, yeah, you'll never make it in here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you into a different class. And you know what I said? I don't know why I did it. I said, no, no, I'm here and I'm going to do, I'm going to do well. She was like, you won't pass my class now. I, I didn't do the greatest, but I got a C in the class by the end of the year. I worked my ass off. She tested me. And then at the end of the year, she said to me, she goes, it's my job, her job to get you ready for college. She was the only teacher I had that prepared me for the shit that I was going to deal with in college, because college is tough. There's no the, the transition from high school to college is night and day. It's like going from college football to pro football. It is completely different. She was the one that prepared me, and no one liked her because she was tough. And that's what President Trump is. People don't like President Trump because he's tough, and he tells you how it is. He will straight up say, well, um, yep, we're getting fucked by this other country, and we're not having it. Period. The, the, the president is not light because people don't like to be challenged. People don't want to be roughed up. What people want to hear is, oh, you're going you're, you're gonna to give us free health care. You're going to give us free college. You're going to give us free food. You're going to give us free housing. That's all they want to hear. That's it. And then they're done. They don't care about anything else. They don't care what Joe Biden's doing in his personal life and whether or not he's using you, the American people, and his authority as the vice president at the time to get his son a job, by the way, making over $80,000 a month, which none of us make. You, you, you'd be lucky if you make hundred grand a year or maybe one fifty. but after, after taxes, you're right back down to making under eighty grand. But you don't care. You don't want to put the time and effort. What you'd rather do is get together with your boys and you'd rather do fantasy football for hours and you'll study stats on how many catches this guy has and you'll rattle off how many fucking rushing yards that, um, you know, Derrick Henry had last night. And, you know, I can't believe that Fitzpatrick got fired, but you don't give a fuck 
about what's going on in the country. You look the other way. There should be fantasy leagues for freaking Congress. That's what people should be into. There should be civics classes in high school so the kids can learn about government, so the kids can learn about taxes, so that they can learn about how they're getting fucked over, but nobody gives a flying F. You care more about baseball, and nobody watches fucking baseball. And then people get mad at me. On a whole, I'm just on a whole tyrant about what. I got to get back to the debate because it's it's pissing me off. Here's here's another thing. So they 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 the moderator brings up the question of raising the minimum wage. Joe Biden gets up there, gets all pumped up. He's like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna raise the minimum wage to 15 bucks. Then. She kisses it to President Trump. President Trump says, hey, it's a state, a state issue. Let, let the states decide. If Massachusetts thinks 15 bucks an hour works for them, 15 bucks an hour. If Arizona thinks it's eight bucks an hour, let the states figure it out. They have their own micro economies and the cost of living is different in California as opposed to living in Minnesota, which I agree. I like the president's plan on that. I just want to point out though to both of them, to the fucking both of them, even though I am a Trump supporter, 15 bucks an hour isn't shit. It's nothing. Now, I'm not in favor of raising the minimum wage. I'm in favor of something completely different. Completely different. I don't want to fuck the entire country by raising the minimum wage. And I will tell you how you get screwed if the minimum wage gets raised. I would implore the people that are making $15 an hour. I, w- I would implore the, 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 the stupid dinks that make the minimum wage to work your ass off and go get a real job that pays real money. Instead of whining and waiting for the government to hike you up, you're working at Dunkies, you're working at Walmart, you're working at McDonald's, and you're a whiny-ass bitch making $15 or $12 an hour, and you're complaining, work harder and get another job. Move up in the company. You know, the manager or the general manager at McDonald's makes a pretty decent wage. So does the general manager at uh, Domino's. They make... They, they make great money. As a matter of fact, Domino's franchise model works out that if you are a general manager, right, you need to be have been a general manager at, at a Domino's for like three years to open up a franchise. The guys with the money that want to buy Domino's, they have to take on one of the general managers as a fucking partner. It's a smart move because you know how to run the business and then the little guy gets to make more money. But no. Here in America, the whiny ass babies, they want, they got to get 15 an hour. They, they, they need the government to step in to take care of them instead of working harder and getting a real job. So now I'm going to tell you how it fucks you over. Now I'm going to tell you what the problem is. Just like raising taxes on corporate America, it's, it's the same tax. When you raise, so let's just use Walmart for an example. Walmart, the biggest uh, uh, employer in the United States, uh, Amazon might be now, I don't know the stats, but let's just say Walmart is, and then you go to Walmart and you say, hey, we're going to raise minimum wage across the board, $15 an hour. Walmart's going to abide, they're going to say, well, I, I, I have to do it. Here's, here's the law. It's 15 bucks an hour for every employee. The next day, or eat, you fuck the next day, in preparation, because they'll say, oh, $15 an hour starting in 2020. Leading up to 2020, Walmart will start, they will get their high paid accountants to put a report out and say, what is the effect on our company to the shareholders, to these, to the people, to the profits of raising the minimum wage across the board to $15 an hour? These smart accountants will say, look, 
if you're going 15 bucks an hour, you, you let's just say it's it's 14. Everybody's making 14 dollars an hour, right? Or it, or 13. So it's a two dollar raise. They got I don't know two million. They probably got 10 million fucking people working for them. So they're gonna say, hey, listen, you're gonna go up by two dollars. You got 10 million people <clears throat> that are part time guys. So that's that's 20 million. But and don't forget, employers pay the payroll tax, which I know is on pause right now, but they pay the payroll tax. It's about uh, 7.6% of, of the check for that week. So now, now you're talking closer to fucking $50 million. Now, do you think Walmart just goes, yeah, it's cool. No big deal. Profits are going to be down 50 mil. Yeah, we're good people. We have big hearts. Our shareholders don't give a shit. We're good with that wrong, nope, what they do is they figure out, they say, all right, great, can we, first off, all the fucking Walmart greeters, they're gone, they get fired, because they say, yeah, we don't need dudes waving at people walking through, so boom, they just, they, they cut the fucking, the, the, the labor force, they get rid of the Walmart greeter, then they say, hey, you know what, we can double dip on our salary workers, we got some salary workers, so now the salary worker is going to have to, while they're there, they're going to have to stock shelves, because we can't afford to have people stock shelves, or they go the other route, they raise the cost of goods, so your t-shirt, I have a Walmart t-shirt on right now, bro, I love the Walmart t-shirt, $3.99, but now my Walmart t-shirt is $6.99, because they got to make up the difference, I don't want to pay $6.99 for my shirt, so that you can have a higher paying job, it's, it's the fucking same thing, as handouts. The government hands you an extra $2 an hour and I get taxed. So in effect, when you get a pay raise to $15 an hour, I get a fucking pay cut. Do you understand? I get a pay cut so that you can make more money. I get a pay cut. I lose money because I have to pay more for the goods that I buy because everybody will raise their prices. Take junk wood. Now take junk before the pandemic had 15 people working. Uh, uh, for them. Now there's not. The pandemic absolutely slaughtered my company and I'm back in the truck working, whatever, no big deal. I'm a tough guy. I'll work with it. But let me tell you something. If the shit goes up, I, 13 bucks an hour is, is, is typically what you would get unless you're a driver. Drivers make more. But let's say you're a 13 hour schlub and I got to pay 10 guys an extra $3. You don't think I'm going to go up in my prices? You don't think junk removal is going to go up? You don't think the cost of fuel is going to go up? You don't think the dump cost goes up? Everything goes up. It's the same money. It's the same fucking money. It's just, it, it is. It, you go up to 15 bucks an hour, and when you were making 12 bucks an hour, a gallon of milk was two bucks. I know it's more than that. It was two bucks. But now that you make 15, well, a gallon of milk is now six bucks. It's the same money. Get a better fucking job. Get a better job. Get educated, work hard, and get a job. Simple. And that's what, that's what the president should have said last night. If I was running for president of the United States and they brought up the minimum wage, I would have let Joe say, yep, Joe got all fired up. He's like, that's right. Americans need $15 an hour. Bro, Joe, what you should have said is 15 bucks an hour is not shit. Minimum wage is for learners. That's where this company needs to change the way they think and they need to say minimum wage jobs is like, it's, it's like a paid internship. You're going to work at McDonald's. You're going to work at Walmart. You're going to work at Dunkin' Donuts. And you're going to learn how to work at these places. This is where you learn ethics. This is where you learn not to steal money from the cash register. Not to steal food because shrinkage costs the fucking store 3% of their profit. This is where you learn management skills and how to run a crew. And you get paid for it. And then you elevate yourself to a higher paying job. You can't live off of minimum wage and you can't expect the government to raise it for you because everybody else will be fucked. Next, if I was the president, I would have come out and I would have said, hey, 
Look, minimum wage isn't a state problem. It's not a federal problem. Minimum wage is a lazy problem. People in America, they think that we need to be their dad, that we need to step in and we need to give them a leg up. We need you to give yourself a leg up. We need you to work harder to get a better job. And if you can't get a better job, create a job. Do something that nobody else does and get high earning wages instead of trying to rape the American people for a higher pay. Because when you get paid more at the 15, when the minimum wage goes up, cost of goods go up and the middle class is the one that pays. The middle class guy that's, that's making 20 bucks an hour. Barely getting by, making $25 an hour, he can't afford the cost of goods to go up so you can get a $15 raise. Work harder, get a better job. Simple. Work harder. That's If I was the president, I would say that flat, flat out. But, but the American people don't want to hear that. That's the problem. No one ever says the truth. No one will ever come out and say, hey, hey. We don't need to raise the minimum wage. What we need to do is work harder. What we need to do is get educated and get better jobs. We can't sit back and and depend on the government to just willy-nilly raise across the board millions of dollars on labor costs. Small businesses would get fucking crushed. And then Joe Biden will go, I care about the middle class. I, I'm, I'm fighting for you guys for that $15 an hour. You're an ass. If you sit there and you're like, yeah, Joe's going to get me 15. I'm going to get 15 an hour. I'm going to slap you in your fucking face. You're going to go, oh, I got to get that 15 bones. Are you kidding me? You got to be smarter than that. You have to think smarter. Think freaking better. How in the world can you sit there and get fired up for a guy that, that they sit back and they say, oh, minimum wage is going to be $15 an hour. What are you, a donkey? Tell people the truth. The truth is... Minimum wage is there, but it's the cost of labor is high for every business. And there are entry level jobs where you are learning. You can move up from the minimum wage job if you work hard, but you got to start out at the bottom. God forbid you started out on the bottom. All right now, like the what else? There was something else. What you know? What while we're talking about this, because I, I I gotta get, uh, I really want to wrap up the debate talk. I, I here's you know what I gotta get, I gotta go because I'm running out of time. I gotta go to work. I see I have to go to work. I yes, that's right. Uh, I, I I work my ass off because if I don't work, I I don't get paid, and I'm not waiting for the government to step in and say you know we're gonna we're gonna rate we're just gonna give money to small businesses. But speaking of small businesses and what's going on with the pandemic, we, we all know if you're paying somewhat attention, small businesses are going away at an alarming rate. Millions of them. I mean, literally one in six, are they're, they're fucking poof. They're going away. Even, even me at Take Junk, I had employees. They're all unemployed. They they can't work for me. I can't afford them. My company might even go out of business. I'm, I it, it probably will. I fight every day to keep this business alive, and it's personal for me. I started this business with money from my dad. My dad gave me eighty six hundred bucks when he died. He didn't, well, yeah, like he gave it to me. I I stole eighty six hundred dollars from my dad after he died. Right. I took my inheritance, I bought a truck, and I started a junk removal company and built it up to be a really great company. We did. The company was great. Along comes pandemic. It's dead. Forget it. 
I had to sell three of my trucks. I got two left. I'm, I'm trying to get out of my lease. I'm trying to do everything I can to keep this sucker alive. Everything I can. And I'm not bitching about it, literally. I'm, I'm okay with it, man. I, this is what life is. There's ups, there's downs. You roll with it. It's not for me to know what, what turn at the end of the tunnel is going to lead to light, but I'll be there. I'll get there. So Charlie Baker, uh, we talk about Massachusetts on this podcast. Why? Because I'm from Massachusetts. And California and Massachusetts seem to be the states that, that are the template states for everything else that goes on in, in the United States. Like, for example, when Mitt Romney was governor, he had uh, Romney care. Uh, Obamacare is Romney care. They mimicked it. So most of these health care programs are actually based off of something Mitt Romney did here in, in uh, Massachusetts. So Charlie Baker has an initiative to help out small businesses. He, he cares about small businesses. He, he'd like to get a loan program, much like the PPP um, program, to, to get small businesses to get them through. They have to get them through. Why? We, they, they, listen, if, if these small businesses don't come back, the unemployment rate won't be 12 million. It won't be fucking 20 million. It'll be like 50 million. Small businesses employ as a whole, if you took all the small businesses in the United States and made it one corporation, it would be the biggest employer in the world. That's how many small businesses there are. There are so many one-employee small businesses, you know, the painter, the junk removal guy, the carpenter, the handyman, there's millions of them. And these guys are all going out of business. And then you have the next level of small businesses, the restaurants, the, the bigger construction companies that employ 20 or 30 people or 40 people. And then there's another tier of small businesses. I think anything under 500 employees is considered a small business. They're out of business. Hundreds of millions. I mean, well, maybe not hundreds of millions, but um, like 50 million people, literally. They're going to be unemployed if you can't save the business. So the best thing they can do is say, hey, we're going to loan money out to these small businesses. And this is this is, cracks me up. because First off, here in Massachusetts, the governor has set aside a whopping $50 million for small businesses to get through. $50 million loans to help these guys out, low interest. I think it's a good idea. You got to help the small business. But 50 mil ain't, isn't shit. What's that, like a dollar for every business? You're going to give businesses five, six grand, something like that? That doesn't help. It's not going to help. Five, six grand, I, I, please, it doesn't help. Sometimes my company's uh, doing revenue of like $10,000 a week, bro, and I still don't fucking break even. Please. It, it's garbage. It's, it, it's insulting. Um, the next thing is... This is why I'm pissed off about it. I like the program, but this is what I can't stand in this country anymore. And it's really starting to piss me off. And you you could say whatever you want about me. You could say that I'm, I'm a sexist bastard. You could say that I'm a racist. I'm not sexist. I'm not racist. I'm a fear. I'm a fearist. I'm an equalist. I'm, I'm a everybody is equal type of guy. Whether you have tits or no tits, whether you are black or white, everybody is equal and everybody should be judged on their ability to execute on their talents, on the things that they do well. And if you're better than somebody else, then you should get the job. This is what pisses me off. In this fund, businesses that are owned by women, minorities, the, the veteran thing is probably the only exception for me, but owned by women, by minorities, veterans, and me members of other under represented groups other unrepresented groups will get top priority so you have millions of small businesses out there hard-working people that work their ass off that 
actually give back to the community that need a hand. They're not scumbags that are going to suck the shit out of, uh, out of the government. They just want to be able to survive, weather the storm, and get back to being a productive business and employing people. But yet, you're not. it's not a fair system. It's rigged. Again, it's rigged, and I say it, it's rigged to fuck the 40-year-old white guy. The 40-year-old white dude is the most hated person in America, in the world. Women hate us. Minorities hate us. Uh, members of other underrepresented groups. What the fuck does that mean? Members of other unrepresented groups. Is that a way of just all-encompassing? You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings? How about you just come out and say, hey... We got 50 million to give out loans. You apply for it. If you get it, great. If you don't, you don't. Why should I, a small business guy who's really trying to get his company back to where it was, who could use a little bit of assistance, right? I won't, I'm not going to apply anyways. I didn't apply for PPP. I don't fucking need their money. I'll work my ass off to try to get there. But let's say if I wanted to, why would I do it now? I... Hey, I'm, I'm a white guy. I can figure it out. That's basically what the government is saying. They're saying, well, women are, need a leg up. Minorities need a leg up. I, I'm okay with veterans. You, you can give veterans anything they want. Honestly, don't even make or pay the back. Pay it back. I, I don't, that I'm dead serious. If you fought for this country and you served this country and you were over in Afghanistan, and especially if you got like a leg blown off all day long, they, they should just give you the money to start a small business. We don't see ya. I, I, we don't want it back. So I'll leave them out. But women, minorities, and other unrepresentative groups, get get you, you fill out the application, they move ahead of the class. You'll never get a sniff. If you are white and you're a male, don't even bother applying. You shouldn't even go into business anymore. They are giving preference to women, to minorities, to other unfucking represented groups. And you don't get a sniff. You have to work twice as hard because you have a dick and because you're white. And you know what's crazy about it? We do work twice as hard. We get out there. We work our goddamn asses off. And they stack the deck against us all day. All day the stack, the cards are stacked. All day against us. And it's starting to piss me off. I thought this was a good thing for small businesses. I was like, great. Some small businesses are going to get a little bit of cash. 50 million, not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. But I was thinking about other guys that are having a tough time with their small business. And I was going to tell people, I was going to say, hey, I started reading the story and I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this on Spazzing Out America's podcast. I can't wait. I'm going to tell people that the governor is going to help people out. And then I said, wait a second. He ain't fucking helping anybody out. This is a bullshit Small business grant program for women, minorities, and other, un, uh, other, this is great, and members of other underrepresented groups. This is not a bill for fucking the American people or for people in Massachusetts. This is a straight up handout for women, minorities, and other groups that are allegedly fucking under, unrepresented. But the other guys can go fuck themselves. But you, can go screw yourself. Oh, hey, uh, 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 imagine there was a food line and we're all starving. We bring it home. Let's bring it home. You're all hungry. Everybody's got to eat. We need food. We're rationing. And then in comes the governor and he says, huh? And he looks around the table. You got a black guy. You got a black woman. You just have a regular woman. A regular woman. That's terrible. A white woman is what I meant to say. So you have a black guy, black woman, white woman, Asian guy, a Native American, um, a, you know, I don't, a, a handicapped person over here, and everybody's starving. Every, and then you got the white guy. Then you sit down at the table, and then the governor comes in and he's like, "Huh? Well, we, we, you, you, and you as the white guy, you haven't, you, you, you haven't had food 
in a long time. Everybody else gets to eat every day because they're a woman. The governor sits down. He's like, oh, look, we, we got one pizza left and there's only five slices. So, so gives the black guy one, gives the black woman one, gives the regular, the, the white woman one, gives the, the Asian one, gives the handicapped one and the white guy. He says, yeah, go figure it out. You're, you're white. You're 40. You can figure it out. Bye. See you later. And we do. We go figure it out, bro. We'll, we, we go head out. I'll eat a fucking turkey. There's turkeys all over the place. If I was homeless, I would just go out to the street and to the center of town and I'd fucking grab one of those fucking turkeys and I'd pluck the shit and I'd eat it. Because when a fucking lion's hungry, he fucking eats. But the rest of you bitches, you guys need, you need the government to come in and be like, oh, I got a plan that's going to help all small businesses. If you're a woman, if you're a minority, and if you're a member of some unrepresented fucking group. All right, that's it. I got to go at 6.50. I'm late for work. Thank you so much for listening to America's Podcast. I'll talk to you guys on Monday.